0: Today's daf is daf nun. We're holding three lines from the top of alif We've had today's gemara, and uh, with with some nuances, uh, different In maseches kshuvasamchdei's in maseches yevamis, we had it as well. Also somechdei's, somechimul, and it's just as a matter of uh, interest when you look you can spend some time on this. you just look at the three versions and see the nuances and the difference between the story but it's the famous story of Rabbi Akiva marrying Rochel the daughter of Kalba Savua so that's and the, today's going to be like a little bit of a background the life story of Rabbi Akiva God, no? right Zog let's see the Gemara inside Rabbi Akiva is Kadshitz lei barte the Kalba Savua so Rabbi Akiva Married, uh, did Kedushin, first stage of marriage, to the daughter of Kalba Savua. Shama Kalba Savua, heard, and he thought that his daughter was going to be marrying somebody very Choshev, He himself was one of the wealthiest, uh, Jews of Yerushalayim, and, uh, he, he didn't want to marry, he daughter somebody who comes, which was from, from Geirim, he was a, he was from family of Geirim, and he was an Amma Aretz. So he got upset and Adre Hano, Mikol Niche, that's why it's he made a nether that uh, all his assets should be usar to his daughter because she did this. in Basitva. So she doubled down and she went and did Nisui. Now the girsin Agamor is Besitva in the winter, means they didn't even wait, they got married right away in the winter. Yeah, they didn't wait, right? I don't know if that was, what, 12 months? Well, 12 months, but they were married in the winter, and the, the, uh, the, is the, the, the citra. It was in, 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 in private, in hiding, meaning, you know, like, he bought out all the chasna holes. They had, they snuck, snuck away, and, 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 and uh, alright. Uh, they were, uh, sleeping in a barn. So, uh, it's interesting the difference here between the Ron and the, the Mefarish. Ron learns that he was picking out uh, pieces of straw from her hair. In the Mefarish, she learns the case that she was picking out straw from his hair, but it accentuated the fact they couldn't even afford beds to sleep on. They had to sleep on the straw on the floor. So, Amar law, Ihabe li Ramino, he said, "If I would have the amount, the money, <coughs> I would have purchased for you a Yerushalayim of Zahav. Yerushalayim of Zahav was a certain type of ornament, a brooch. The one Shabbos talks about we don't have to wear it in Shabbos. We don't have to wear it wear Shabbos. But it has on it the outline." Of Yerushalayim on it. It was something that was given uh, uh, from 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 uh to Akala. So he said, "I would if I would have the money." So wistfully he was saying, "Like you know, unfortunately we don't have the money. If I would, I would." Uh, I'm sitting here picking out straw out of your hair. Or you're picking straw out of my hair. All right. So at the moment, at that time, Akhar Borhu wanted to make them feel better. So what he did was asa in ki he made Aliyah come to them, appeared as a human being, like a regular person. on the door, He says, Can I borrow, can I get from you a little bit of straw because my wife has just given birth. We don't have any place to sleep on. The point being is, you know, it's like that, that, that famous adage, you know, the person complains that he doesn't have shoes, you should think about the person that doesn't have feet you know so making them uh, feel better you know uh, 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 there's, there's, there's uh, Rabbeinu Yonah brings down uh, or, or is it maybe, maybe it says that person when a uh, when a person thinks about Gashmias don't think about the neighbor that has more think about the neighbor that has has less he says that they say that the famous thing they say from the in Aleinu, uh, it's saying uh, what do we say Shamayim uh, uh, right we say in aleinu that means the heavens above and the ground below so the Baal and Musr say when it comes to Ruchnias, when it comes to things in Shamayim, then think above yourself think about those that have higher levels of Ruchnias that you can compare yourself to, but when it's a when it's things that are is that's mitachas. then not compare yourselves to the people that have less. Don't compare yourselves to the people that have have, have more. But that's the the idea over here. So Amar Lo Riv Yekiva Le Filativna Islay, which had the desired effect. the said to Look, there's is somebody that does not even have straw. So Amra zil havi be I don't care about any of this. I want you to go to the yeshiva. I want you to go study. I want you to become a talmud chacham. That's what I care about. Rabbi Akiva's wife said to him, "That's what I care about. I don't care about straw. I don't care about Shalayim shulzavs. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want you to become a talmud chacham." So Azal he went. Uh, the girs of the bach over here is and havi tarti sarishnin. He went and he studied under the tutelage of Relezer of Yeshua twelve years. At the end of the twelve years, he came back home. He was on his way home and Shama, before he enters the house, he hears from behind the house, He heard from one, in the morning M'suvah, the Gir says, he heard from the neighbor, the Gir says in the says he heard a wicked person telling his wife, Avukh says, your father did good, your father did the right thing by making a nedr, that I guess was well known, that she's in such abject poverty, because the father made a nedr, she's not a lot of benefit from his nechazim, he did the right thing. Chada, first of all, the Lord Damilach. Number one, he's not on your level. I mean, uh, who's, who, are you, who is he to marry you? You're not in the same league. You uh, come from Kh and your family deserves Talmid Hahamim, and you end up being stuck with this guy that's from Gayrim and his Oris. Number one He's left you like a living Almana. He's left you without a husband and you're alive. It's not like you're like a living widow. He's left you for all of these years. So Amr, so she responded to the neighbor. She said, Amr'alei, said to him, "Eat If he would listen to me, He would spend another 12 years, if that's going to help him to become an even a bigger Talmud. Chochum. So Amr said to himself, since I clearly have permission, so I'm going to turn around. And he went and spent another 12 years studying in the yeshivas, the famous vortier is in Bordel Marecham Shmolevitz, which couldn't stop in, have a cup of tea, say hello to your wife. Yeah, why, yeah, is yeah. It, why, do you, why do you turn around and go? Just go in I say hello, and then go for another 12. But he said that that this, one times 24 is not equal to two times 12. Is the Indian of learning, where it's consistency in learning without breaking learning, that if you continue focusing on your learning for longer period of time, it has a much greater cumulative effect than if you break it down with, inter, uh, with, with distractions in between. Uh, but anyway... So, also, the esin the Arba Alfin, then he came with 24,000. Now, the gifts here in the, in the, in the dorm, 24,000 pairs. In, in Suvis, it has 12,000 pairs. 12,000 pairs. So they take out the... Uh, Mesut Zashaz takes out the word Zugin. So then it comes... It's consistent with what's written in Ksuvis. Uh, there it says 12,000 pairs. Here it says 24,000. If you drop the word Zugin, comes out, he comes with 24,000. Either way, he had a lot of Talmidim. Talmidi. So kula La'am, Ape. Everyone here is big Rosh is coming to town. Everybody wants to come and see the Rosh Hashiva. Everyone wants to come see the great Talmud Chacham and she also wanted to go and meet him right so husband so a certain wicked woman said to her where do you think you're going you're dressed in tattered clothing wearing in the morning so talks like she wanted to give her clothes different clothes to wear so you can't go out looking like that to greet the this dignitary you have to dress up nicely you're wearing tattered clothes so Amrle, your day at tzaddik nefesh behemto. She said, "I don't have to dress up. The righteous person knows the soul of his animal, which means that he knows me. He knows the mysterious nefesh that I have put, so that he could study. He will accept me the way I am. I don't have to make myself up to uh, to go and greet him." So, Asas, she came to appear before him, and the, uh, the, the, his students see this disheveled, homeless-looking woman coming towards her, their, their Rebbe. So, Kamadchen Lan the rabbis pushed her away. So, Amar Lahan, Rabbi saw her, and he said, Hanichullah. He said, leave her alone. This is the this, these, these three words are written. Anyone writes a sefer in the beginning, and the akdama of his sefer, he writes these words: What is mine and what is yours actually belongs to her. And therefore, all I have is because of her. You do not push her away. We owe her the, 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 the the debt of gratitude that what I've achieved is because of her. Now, Shama Kalba Savu, there's different versions, again, depending on which Gemara you're looking at. In the Gemara, in the Yavama Seksuvitz Mashma, he heard that a great person is coming to town. And he felt bad that he had been putting his wife in all of these uh, uh, troubles and he wanted to be Mata the Neder. No, no, no she, you mean his daughter. I, mean, I meant his daughter. He had been putting his, his daughter in, un, under the Neder mm-hmm. and he went to the great person and said that, you know, I made us Neder because she married against my wishes and I'm a Uretz and it was Rabbi Akiva. He didn't realize that the person he's talking to is Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva said, well, if you would have known that he would develop into becoming a huge Talmud Chochem, would you still have made the Neder?" And he said, for sure not. And then they, it was Matar the Neder, and the Ram gets down into it, talking about why isn't that no lot. If you remember, we had a concept that something that you didn't thats that is going to happen later, that you weren't aware of. Can you use that as a way to make Matar a Nedr? Also, how can he be the Nedr for himself and self-serving? So there's all discussion that is Kasha Gersh of Al-Gamara doesn't say that. The Gersh of al just says is that itchel al-Nidre, he went and he was shoel on his nedr. It's mashma, he, uh, he went and got a she'elah. What the she'elah on the nedr was doesn't say specifically because he was a Ta'mil chacham. he came a but he went and he was Shoal on the nedr. And he permitted now Rabbi Akiva and his, do- and his daughter to be able to be, get benefit from his Nechosim. And actually, uh, the Gemara uh, in, in the other sources says and he gave 50% of his assets as a gift to Rabbi Akiva and his daughter of his wealth. And he was like one of the wealthiest of Yerushalayim. Now, once we put down how uh, well, there's at least one of the ways we see Rabbi Akiva got wealthy, the Gemara brings down is min shis mili of Yekiva. There are six ways that of Yekiva, six sources of we- of where Yekiva's wealth came from. Min kalva savua. We just mentioned that they got fifty percent of the assets of kalva savua. Number one, min ela desvinta. He got it from the ela desvinta. Ela desvinta literally means the deer of the ship. Used to be, you know, like in a car today, you know, on the, on the, in the front of the car, they put one of the, what are those things called uh, on top? What do they call it? An ornament, like an ornament. So on on a ship, they used to also put an ornament, like was, I guess it was wooden, a wooden deer. But it was like that the, the ship should, like a symbolic, the ship should be fleet, you know, like, like a deer. Ratzka you know, should be, should fleet, fleet, uh, like like a deer. So anyway... So now the fin to abder lemin eno because all ships they would make for it this type of ornament and zimnecha now what, what the thing is they used to fill the ornament for in good uh, for mazel they used to fill it with gold coins so the ornament that's in the front of the ship was filled with gold coins al yama one time a ship set sail and had forgotten the ornament exactly what happened here There's a whole story but they forgot this ornament on the on the banks of the of the of of, of the sea, and us uh, Ashkeche, and he came and he found it. The money brings down a whole story. He wanted to return it for them, and they were so appreciative, and they end up letting him keep the money. So the bottom line is that's the second source of how Rabbi Akiva became wealthy. Third source: Umin Gavza, and he and, and from the chest. There was a chest. That was contained all kinds of, of jewels and, 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 and precious, uh, gems, and he got wealthy from that as well. What happened? That one time, I don't know if this was some type of business arrangement, but he invested in these four sailors that they should go searching, when they go out searching, that he buys a, uh, a portion of what it is that they are going to find. Okay? So, Bring me something. This I'm investing in you. Something where you, wherever you guys are going, bring me something that a value that I that I can make money on my investment. I guess he invested in them, gave them these four zuzim. Now, and they they were not that fruitful in their search, and they didn't find anything. Ella, Ella, Gavzo, Al Cape Yama. So the only thing they found they came across this iron chest that was on the banks of the river and I guess they, even they couldn't open it whatever it is or they figured it was it was just heavy because it was it was made from iron and as lay, and they brought it to him uh and Amrulay, they said to him Marna Alay do what you want with it this is the most the only thing we could find is uh uh uh, 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 uh right so this is what we uh, this, this is what we find. The, the, Rashi learns to take this as a down payment until we can find other things. But this is what they gave him. So, but the bottom line is he was able to figure out how to open it and he have a mali dinri and it was full of dinarim. I guess it wasn't jewels, but it was money. It was full of dinarim, and that's in the third way he became wealthy, right? And why did they, why how did he, how did this come about? The more just gives the backstory to it. Because em nechad the tavasvinta. That one time, a ship had, had sunk, uh, the Girsah of, of the Bach over here, the Minda Surkisah. it was a, a, ship that was owned by Arab merchants, because Iska, and all of the business that they had done, Havimaches Bahugavza, they had put into this chest, right, Beishtakach Bahuzim, and that time, that they found that it washed ashore the chest that, from that ship, and that's the chest that he ended up, so that would be then the fourth way, right? that Rabbi Akiva became wealthy, fourth I think, all right, now, Umin Matronisa, the fifth way he became wealthy was from this matron, this noble woman, now it's very interesting, One doesn't tell you what happened with this noble woman, but you have two versions of the story, one in the, uh, the Mephorish and one in the Ran, we'll do the one in the Ran, let's take a look at the Ran, Min Matronisa from the noble woman. Pam Achas, one time. Everyone see it? Pam Achas, one time. Hutzrechur, Rabbi Akiva, Talnidav, Ma'os, was a shortage of money. Uh, Rashi, the Mafarash brings down that they needed money for the base medrash. The base couldn't function anymore. They needed more money for the base medrash. All right. Ha'uchu so matronisa. they went for a loan for this matron, she was a wealthy noblewoman. So they went to this noble noblewoman for a loan. Amr Eloi, Rabbi the I will lend the money to you Tia uh, atal and you will be the borrower. But Akados she had a house on the beach. She said Akados and the sea are of them will be davar. Will be the are and will be the cosigners, meaning the under what do you call it call under underwriters, the, the guarantors. They will be the guarantor. Akados and the ocean will be the guarantors. Kavla zman that they set a set time when the when the loan was due. Who uh, and when the ta- time came so that I don't know if the Ram is down but the Mephorish brings down that he got sick. The Kiva was not able to make the due date because he got sick. So, so she went to the Edge of the ocean on the that the banks of the uh, of the shores the, of the ocean and Amar Rebbeinu Shelolam Galuyi Panecho it is clear and and known before you Shvayakiva Chole Oh it's a, it Shvayakiva got sick. And he's not able to pay back his loan. So you should, say, you have to see that you yourself are the guarantor on this loan. Immediately, some place elsewhere in the world, the daughter of the Caesar uh, became mentally deranged. And she took a chest. Full of gems and gold, you know, dinner and, and she threw it into the ocean. Right? And lo and behold, the Yam Osa Matronisa. The the ocean washed it up on the banks of the shores of the of, of this of this river of this ocean, and right? where the Matronisa was Yasheves, Argas. Immediately she took that chest. And she left. I mean, she fell. she had been paid up. That was payment for the loan. Sometime later, the Akiva got healed. And he came, and he had now had gathered the money to pay her off for the loan that she had, uh, that, that, that they owed her. Right? To pay off his debt. She says, you don't have to pay me because I went back to the guarantor. And he paid me the entire debt. And not only that, he paid me a lot more than the debt was. And uh, she, I guess, was so impressed with the fact that and the ocean had responded to the Akiva and she gave him the extra money that was contained within this Chest for him to keep. Shekzir loy that was given back to uh, to him. Misasher of Yekiba. From that he became wealthy. That was the fifth source of how Rabbi Yekiba became wealthy. And on top of the number five, umin ishtoi. No, that must have been four. With number four, not five. Umin ishtoi shal and he also got wealthy from the wife of Tarnus Rufus. Again, the story of how he became wealthy from the wife of Tarnus Rufus is not mentioned in the Gemara, but if we look in, again, you have two versions of the story, the Ran and Rashi, but let's take a look at the Ran's version. Shahaya Rav Ya'kiva The Ran says, the the Rashi says over here, The first says, his name was actually Rufus, Tarnus Rufus. His name was, Tarnus is like the title. Mr. Rufus, or whatever. So his name was Rufus, this this, this guy. And Rabbi Yekiva used to have to fight against him in front of the Caesar. They used to, like, uh, uh, like philosophical debates about the validity of the Torah. And you go up against Rabbi Yekiva, you always come up second best. So he was embarrassed, publicly humiliated, humiliated many times... He was the one defending, he was the one attacking, criticizing the Torah, and he was humiliated. So it says over there, uh, uh, so, Mekapcha Rabbi Akiva would cut him down with verses, uh, case in front of Caesar, who um, Mekantarai Bedvarim, and would, uh, basically demean him, would put him down, he, he was embarrassed. one time he came home after one of these, uh, episodes, and he was upset and, and angry, so Amr lo ishto mitnei ma'apanechas often. Why do you look so upset today? So Amr lo mitnei Rabbi Yakiva because of Rabbi Yakiva she mekantor oisi b'chol yom who puts me down every day b'dvarim with words. Amr loi. So she said to him, Elai Hayam shel elu the God of these Jews. Soyne zima who he hates immorality. You know what? Let me show the world that he's not such a chashof uh, person. it's not this spiritual. Being that everyone thinks he is, and tenly rishus, if you give me permission, let me seduce him, and we'll make it publicly known what he's done, and therefore he will get his comeuppance. Let, it, let us let us embarrass him. So nasa Lord rishus. So he gave her permission to try and seduce Kiva. Or well, Ms. Kashtar, she went and she made herself up. She was a very beautiful woman. The Rasha brings down, she, and she put on all her makeup and her jewelry. And she went to Rav Ya'kiva. The Rasha's version is, she, uh, she uh, uncovered her, 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 her thigh. She like, uh, pulled up her dress or whatever it is. When Rav Akiva saw her, he did three things. Rock, he spit. Sochak, he laughed and then he cried. So, I, but obviously he wasn't seduced by her. So, What are these three reactions that you had? Two, I'll tell you. I can explain to you. The third one, I'm not going to tell you. Right? The reason I spit is Al is because you, like most, like everybody else, come from a tipa means a, a, a spoiled drop, right? We come from a spoiled drop. If you look at people, people, we, wait, we look at where we come from. We come from, the source where we come from, if anyone thinks that they're chashev, it says, think about where, the, where you come from, a spoiled drop, that should take down the level of Hashivas as the person feels for himself. So when I saw you, you know, it, it didn't faze me, because I know, I know where you come from. That's the bottom line. Why that cry? Because you are very beautiful. And I thought about the fact that at the end of the day, like everybody else, that beauty is going to be buried in the dirt. Right? But he laughed, or he was was happy, but he didn't tell her why. Because that moment he got divine inspiration and he saw that she eventually will convert... And she will marry him. This is the wife of Tunis Rokos. All right. But Lorotoloi Dia, and he did not want to let her know. But she was very taken. the Shtikul muster. He gave her altipasrucha that you you come from a, a spoiled uh, uh, drop and you're going to end up being buried in the ground. And she said to him, Amr leklumyes teshuba. Is there any teshuba for someone like me? Is there any repentance for me and my evil ways? She said, Yes, you can work on yourself and you can do teshuva." Halcha, and she went, the ron says, after her husband died, she went and is Gaira and she converted. And she married Rabbi Akiva, and she had all the wealth from her dead husband, Tonas And this is the fifth way that Rabbi Akiva uh, uh, got wealthy. Now the last one is. Uh, mean Katia Bar Shalom Katia Bar Shalom is a weird story that the ron doesn't even mention down and we learn the second of Abed we will go through that story but in a nutshell what happened with Katia Bar Shalom Katia Bar Shalom was one of the Roman noblemen and a non-Jewish nobleman and the Caesar posed a question to his Senate and he said that if somebody has gangrene on his foot and you have a choice you can either cut off some toes and save the foot, or you can let it grow, because you don't want to cut off the toes, or cut off some of the end, then the person's whole body will become spread with gangrene. What should one do? What he's alluding to is, we have these Jews that are infecting our populace. Should we uh, cut out, excise the limb, and then save the rest of Rome? Or should we just let them continue to infect the rest of us. There's an anti-Semitic this guy, all right. Back then as well. So what? Every all of the senators, all of the uh, council agreed with the king, except with this except for this guy. And this guy said, first of all, they're too widespread. You're not going to find them all, number one. And number two, there are there are citizens of of Rome. If you go and you execute this whole large. Portion of your nation. For now, moving forward, they are always going to refer to Rome as the um, as 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 the the nation that 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 has murdered part of its population, committed genocide on its population, right? Like it says like the the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the it's like it literally the way the is, when it says it like a person that is an amputee, the nation, the amputee nation. So do you want that to happen? And the king heard the two arguments. He said, you know, you're right. My course of action is a mistake. However, there is one of the rules The rules of Rome is that if somebody publicly bests the king or the Caesar in an argument, he gets sentenced to death. And therefore, we have to execute you. So, this guy has been taken to be executed and one of the noble women along the way made a comment to him. He says, You're dying on behalf of the Jews, yet you're not a Jew, and you're not going to get the reward that awaits, that should await you, because you actually did something that was very beneficial. So, the the Gemara says what he did was, and I guess you have to be quite limber for this, is he bent over and he bit off his foreskin. And he said, well now I am a Jew, and he died as a Jew, and he got his Chalik and Olamav, etc., etc. And the point is that before he died, he said that my entire estate I want to leave to Rabbi Akiva and his colleagues. And so that is the sixth way that Rabbi Akiva became wealthy. Please God will love him. And we will go more in detail through that story. Let's go right to Rabbi Gamdom. Yaiv d'aretzuzi le sapunoi. If Gamde gave four zuz to a uh, uh, to the to the sapunoi to the sailors, le ituye b'ahin midom. Again, to go invested in them, go find me when you go out on your travels. Find me something of value. Bring me back something of value. Lo ashtuchei, they did not find anything that was really of value. V'asu le b'ahin kofah. They brought him a monkey. I guess they went to, uh, some place where they had monkeys, and they bought him a monkey. What happened was, when they were about to take the monkey back to Rabganda, the monkey got loose, and now they're chasing around this monkey. And and the monkey went and hid in a hole. So then, and it was so, the, the hole was so small, they had to dig out the monkey. So when they dug out the monkey, they found the monkey sitting, on a pile of precious gems, on pearls, and they took that as a sign that those gems they have to give to Rav Gamda. So, they dug after the monkey. So, they found that he was sitting on a pile of pearls. I seen on lay, and they brought all of them to Rav Gamda. Okay. This is a moral we had in the second time. So the daughter of the Caesar said to Yeshua Hanani. Yeshua Hanani was a huge Talmud but he also was a quite unattractive man. He did not. He was. He was, he was, he was unattractive. So she said to him, "Taira Beforah bechli Again, the, these are garitas, there's depth and, 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 and a meaning in every one of these stories which we have to go into. We don't have time during the to go into, uh, during during Yomi to learn it. But anyway, the point is, she said, how is it possible that such glorious Torah is contained in such an ugly vessel? So Amar Lo, she so he said to her, Lamad to me base avuch. he says, I have learned this from your father's house. How do you learn this from your father's house? What do they keep the wine? Your husband, your father's uh, wine collection. What do they keep in what type of containers? 154 tinas 154 and 154 tinas. 154 What do we keep the wine in? So Amra So she said to him, she said Bemani de in earthenware vessels. Earthenware is like cheap vessels, inferior vessels law, Kula Everybody keeps in earthenware. but you, the, the, the Caesar's family, de uh, and uh you should also keep it in, in cheap earthenware vessels, right? You should be keeping your wine in gold and silver vessels, not in earthenware vessels. So, she went and poured all the wine, you know, uh, poured into, uh, had poured into uh, silver and gold, and what happens is that when the wine interacts with the metal, what happens is, sorry, all the wine spoils. There's a reason why they keep it in earthenware vessels. So, Amr Allah, Amr Allah, so he said to her, that's the message you should take. He says, is that, so too by Torah. Is that when the outer garb is an ugly garb, that stops people from being arrogant. When there's more humility, then the, 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 the uh, person can reach greater heights in the study of Torah. So, therefore, just as earthenware is the best thing to contain wine, in an ugly vessel is the best place to contain Torah. she said, Ika, Shapir ikashpurim legamiran, but she said, but that's not consistent because there's some very handsome men that are talmidei chachamim as well. So Allah, you have a son and have a gemirin. faith. She said, if well ugly they would be even bigger talmidei chachamim. Okay. <laughs> There's a woman that came to Rabbi Yehuda from Nahardo. Nahardo was the yeshiva or where Shmuel was, was the Rabbi of Yehuda. And she came for a judge. He was the dying. She came for judgment. He's Chayavah min Dino. So she lost, he was of her to pay. She lost the judgment. So Amraleh, so she was upset and she said to him, Shmuel, Rabcho, hachi She said, your teacher Shmuel, do you think this is Hollywood paskin? You paskin, this is you think you're a Rabbi Shmuel? She says, Amr Allah, Yadat So she said, he said to her, you know my Rebbe, you know Shmuel? So Amr Lay, said, In, Gutza, he's short, he's got a big belly, Ukam, he's got a dark, uh, he's, he's got dark skin, Berabah shina, and he's got too many teeth, or his teeth are too long. Anyway, she disparaged the huge Talmud Chokham Shmuel. So Amr Allah, Ka'asis, she said, that's what you came for, to disparage the Talmud Chokham? You should be in chayre. We put in for being Now it seems that she didn't accept the Cherem and she refused to keep it. Poka, she burst the Mesa and she died. Okay. Now, circling back to our Mishnah. In our Mishnah we said that if a person made a neder that they're not going to eat a tavshil, so we said it's only things that are eaten with bread and there's something called a beta termita which we're going to see is a certain shrunken type egg that they're going to have a really very interesting usage of it but it was not eaten with bread it was small enough to be swallowed whole and we'll see why they did it but that would not be included in the a nether because we said only things that are eaten together with bread are included in the nether not this beta termita but now we're going to discuss exactly what this beta termita is so my beta termita what exactly is this beta termita so amar shmuel so shmuel said like this the that if there is any servant that knows how to prepare, how to make this beta turmita shavi Alpha dinri. He's worth a thousand dinarim. I'm willing to pay a thousand dinarim for an Eved, that knows how to prepare this beta Termita. What did they used to have to do? Milo alfa zimni be maya Khamimi. They would with the shell on. By the way, they would uh, first they would a thousand times. They would cook it in hot water for my and a thousand times in cold water. I guess interact first hot then cold then hot then cold. What happens is the midzah uh, zutra it would it would shrink. To the point that you could swallow the whole thing whole. Now, what was the purpose of this beta, uh, uh, termita? A, a, a number of years ago in Israel, they came up with a new thing that they do. They, there's a certain pill that has a camera in it that when people have GI tract issues or digestive issues, they don't know what it is, if you swallow the pill and then they can see inside the person's body they are able to tell what's going on and where the problems are and then uh, the person at the end of the day evacuates and the pill and the, the, the camera comes out but that's what, so they had this already uh, a thousand years ago what they had was they had this egg that had the shell on it but they made it a swallow when you could swallow the whole thing whole and this would go through the person's intestines and the eggshell would attach itself to any type of, uh, sickness that was going on in the person's body. And when the person evacuated the egg, the doctor would examine the egg and from the residue that was found on the shell of the egg, he was able to see what the sickness was and how they're able to treat this sickness. That is what the beta Termita was. Uh, it was pretty sophisticated uh, medicine back then but anyways Mojah says like this so more says like this let's see it inside so therefore the im is kiva if the person has any type of sickness the person had any type of pain or sickness alright now sarich uh, Allah it would attach to the egg the kadnafka and when it would emerge from the person's body for uh napka the asea and would uh, and, and 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 would and they would be brought to the doctor, Yoda Asya my sumam is by my matsi. The doctor would know what medication and what uh what what b ba- battery of, of 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 uh of of uh, what do you call it um, how to uh, how how to heal what the the, the 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 method of healing would be for this person? Now, why Shmuel himself said I'd pay a thousand zuz because Shmuel himself had some gastro uh, is, issues and he was not able to come up with somebody that could make the egg, so he had to use a different different technique. So Shmuel have a body nafshah, he checked himself, but kulcha uh used a the head of a of, of, a, of, a, of a lettuce or a cabbage. Now this was a much larger item for him to swallow this and to go through caused him serious pain and he would faint. Now saaret literally means they, they like pulled out their hair, they undid their braids they were so upset that, that Shmuel and the, and the wife were so upset that Shmuel was going through all this pain and he was fainting and therefore they literally uh, uh, pulled their hair the braids came out because of the pain he was suffering which makes sense why he said I'll pay a thousand zuz uh, for some uh, for an ebbet that can, can go ahead and do this a thousand dinar for an ebbet that can go ahead and, 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 and make this egg for me. Alright. Now say it more like this. Today in Hashem we went to the Mishnah There's a Mishnah in Beseches all right? Hayah uh, Osa, the, the different girsaws of here, some of the b'lufsin we had before, was a, th- a type of thing. So a person, that, there is a halacha, like we, we know, that when you have an ox uh, uh, working your field, you know how to muzzle him. You have to allow him to eat with what he's working. Well, the positive also tells the same thing by the by, uh, uh, person you hire. You hire workers to work in the field, they have to be allowed to eat whatever produce they are, you're not allowed to muzzle them, right? So, but the halacha is, they can only eat from the species of what they're working with. If there is a patch, could be in the same field, but not that they're directly working with, they're not allowed to eat from a different species from the patch that they're not working in. So it says, if a person was working with the lubzin, or the klubsin is the gears that we have, a certain type of fig, He's not allowed to eat from the Sheva, which is a different type of fig. Now, B'no Sheva were much higher quality figs, but it's considered like a different species for this halacha. So he can only eat from the Belubsin or the klubsin that he's eating from. He's not allowed to eat from the B'no Sheva. Right? And similarly, B'no Sheva, he's, uh, even though B'no Sheva is a higher value, he can only eat from the Sheva. he's not allowed to eat from the B'loofsin, which is the lower value figs. My Kalufsin, what exactly are these Kaluksin? someone says Mina Dataini, there's some type of fig. To Labdi. Lap, they would make Labdi. Labdi was some kind of fig mix, fig dish that they would make, some kind of specialized fig dish that they used Balufsin to make. So brings down Labdi that that was a fellow who rented out his servant or sold his servant to another guy with the, the, with the condition that this servant knows how to make a thousand different types of labdi he is skilled that he can make a thousand different types of labdi aggr money mayor but when this servant came to the other, to, the, to the buyer, he only was able to teach him eight hundred types of labdi he was not able to teach him. The, uh, the 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 full thousand. So asmin eladine. So the buyer time of nekachtos. You said he's going to teach me a thousand. He only taught me eight hundred, and he took him to court. Took him to court. Nekachtos. So asmin The kamei the rebbe. Rebbe Ravina Hakadosh. Who was the? Now we're going to see Rabbein Hakadosh himself was a very very wealthy man, but he was blown away by the extravagance of this uh, of, of of his generation that they care about that you can make a thousand different and you young make 800 you make a thousand you, you sue over something like this like, like he like he could not he himself even though he was very very wealthy when he died he put his ten fingers on shaman we learned he said i never took anything from this world that wasn't for covet so he was not into extravagance or epicurean delights that was not his thing but he could, he could not be... He like was blown away that he's seeing what's going on over here. So I'm already... I was saying to Amrul, he says, our forefathers who lived through the destruction of Beis HaMikdash, they said, Nishinu he's paraphrasing Apostle in Eicha. he says that they said that we've lost, we forgot, we forgot... The opulence, we forgot the extravagance that we had. It means we had a lot of money before the destruction of Asa Migdash, and when they were destroyed, we've now forgotten, we can't remember how good we had it. Right? Anu, he says, our generation, he always thought our generation, we never even saw the extravagance, we never saw the opulence, so it's not that we forgot it, we just never had it. Right? And what do I see? I see that our my generation they they, they are they're into such gashmish and such opulence, right? So that he says I don't even I, it doesn't it doesn't even register by me because this was the generation that says we can't even remember the extravagance and opulence. And look at these guys they are arguing about because there's 800 ways of making Wabdi instead of a thousand ways of making Wabdi That something didn't register by him, anyway. Rebbe Abad Lehi Now the one says, to think that Rebbe did not know what wealth was and opulence wealth, that's not correct. And what going to bring down that when Rebbe made a wedding for Rab Shimon uh, Berei, Rab Shimon his son, right, Rebbe had a, sim, uh, a son, Rab Shimon, uh, that that he made his wedding. Kosovo al-beis-kenono Estrin va arba Rebuin Dinrin. Uh I'm sorry, did I skip something? Rebbe Abad Lehi Lula Rab Shimon Berebi. With the hay is over here. Uh, right, yeah, there's a there's a line skipped out over here. If you take a look at the Masor's He made a line, he made a wedding for his son. Now already had a Talmud, a very Khash of Talmud, whose name was uh uh Bar uh Bar, Bar Now Bar Kapura was well known as being a Bathan. A batchan is that, that's the entertainment. They at the, the Hasidic show weddings. And you, they hire a batre and he comes and he tells jokes. Now we're going to learn tomorrow's daf that Rebbe was a person that went through tremendous sar in his life, and he felt it was an atonement for bad things happening in the world because any time he laughed or got happy, something bad happened in the world. So he did not want to invite this bar kapara because this bar kapara would start. Making jokes, Rebbe would laugh, and when Rebbe would laugh and be happy, bad things would happen in the world. But this Bar Kaporo was not too amused at the fact that what? Oh, that everyone gets invited and he does not. So again, so therefore, the gear saying the Masorut Hashas is that, the below Asmoneh La Bar he did not invite Barkapura. So what Barkapura did, he went and he wrote in graffiti on the wedding hall, he said like this. He said, uh, Now he wrote on the wedding hall, Asrin alfin ribuyin dinri day." That 240 million dinarin was spent. Whether well, that's an exaggeration, a typerbally, or it actually was. 240 million. A lot of money was spent on this Hasenah Hall, and yet there was no money to invite Bar Kapara to this wedding. So, um, and, and Bar Kapara basically made the following statement. If Hashem does this for those that violate His will, can you imagine what Hashem will do for those that... Uh, fulfill his will. Now, the simplest reading is, who is Barka referring to those who violate his will? Who is he talking about? Khair <laughs> Rebbe, because he's upset at Rebbe, because Rebbe didn't invite him. But the Meforashim say, somebody's Rebbe. It's his own Rebbe. He wouldn't say that his Rebbe invited. So some say, I said, the first seer said that the shot is, that Rebbe was really, like, was a Nossi. He had to invite all the dignitaries. Like he had, to, like it's like, like you know, uh, all the dignitaries from the entire world, all the Abdi Avodzer, they were all there. So what Bar Kapar was saying is, this is the kind of party that those people that don't follow Hashem's will can benefit from. Can you imagine what's going to come for those that do follow His will? Right? Now, Azmene, so already got the message that you know Bar Kapar is upset, and Revi went and invited him. So then Barak has made a different comment. He said, "Um, So he says, That if Hashem does this, this is referring to Rebbe, he gives a person who follows Hashem's will the ability to do this in this world. Can you imagine the ability of what we'll be able to do... So the alam haba al achas kama vakama for the world to come, all the more so, can you imagine the ability and the opulence and the prestige and everything that we will be able to have. Gentlemen, we'll stop over here.